There we go. That fucking bear, man. I swear to God. He's here to help. You sure he's not a a, a bot trying to sell us some sort of sex tape or something? Because sometimes no. I look at that bear, he got that weird bug eye in his face. He is a mere bot with the purpose of recording audio. That's all. Hey, leave me alone, Craig. No. Craig! What's the gimmick? You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. Word, Craig. It's okay for you to tell me that you're trying to sell sex tapes. We don't want them. You know, but it's, not, it's, cool, for you to, it's cool for you to tell us that. He's not doing that. Two fucking years, gentlemen. Two fucking long years. Yeah, I remember sitting on this very desk that I'm on, on this very beat up, broken chair that has no back to it. And I remember putting on my iPhone and just telling people and just rambling incoherently about how Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble at a very, very, very huge stadium that didn't really need a long fucking ramp. And then it just became a, a um, it just became a monthly thing with these pay per views, and then. I don't know, like, one day I wanted to call it quits when I was doing, I think within, like, um, maybe after Mania 33, I wanted to call it quits, because I, 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 I didn't do a show in, like, four fucking months. I had a lot of depression and all that shit, and I don't know, I spoke with a few people, and a few guys gave me some, insp- uh, some inspiration. I came back, and here we are now. Two fucking years and holy shit, this is this has gone stronger than ever. To be honest, I, this I would have started this whole thing as like a joke, really. But look at it now. Incredible. I could sit here and actually say that I'm happy that the show has lasted within two years. I'm happy that I actually have all the help that I could get with Banter Club and everything, because without these guys, this show probably would have not been going on. Everything would have just went straight to hell faster than a Titanic sinking. But it is our two-year anniversary and a pointing goodies to all you motherfucking Ramble Maniacs out there. Welcome to another edition of the Ramble Mania show. We ramble things all here, good and bad, in the world of pro wrestling. I am your very first ever two-time, soon to be your very first ever three-time Ramble Mania heavyweight champion. Hazel the Eye Zombie, join along with me as always. The second ever two-time and the longest reigning and current defending Ramblemania champion of the world, TJ the Great. It's a shit we tied. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I never gonna win that belt. As long as this tie shit keeps going on, it's never... See, we're gonna do... We're gonna eventually do a tiebreaker. (coughs) And it's gonna lead us to Twitch. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, let, let, let it be. Let it, let it happen. If all three of us get a unanimous tie, oh, hell. Yeah, this will have to go to Twitch, but it'll have to be like, we can't play the game. We'd have to let the computers figure it out for themselves. I think That's... we should play this fucking game <laughs> and focus ourselves on being great at it. So that way when it's beef, we, we, we fight. I'm, I'm also down with playing. Yeah, cause see, I uh, wasn't—I wasn't good at first. Like, if it wasn't for Tevin, I'd probably. I know, still be I know. But to be <laughs> fair, since I'm the one with the 
with the least experience because everything is now fucking complicated as fuck. I remember when when you had an N64, all you had to do was flick the joystick to do your fucking special move. Now it's just like you have to do it in the quick time event. It's just get him in a position and hit the button. Yeah, exactly. That's how it worked. It's mad work. The PS2 days were still good though. He, so I'm going to tell you, you know, why I, I, I disagree with you, and it's only for one reason, one reason only. You used to have to flick the little gimmick, right? Then when you flick the gimmick, you have to press the corresponding button. In this case, it's one fucking button, no matter what your finisher is. It's one button. You just have to be in the proper position. That's it. I still find that just to be really complicated, especially with the commentators talking. That was just so stupid. <coughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm dying out here. Yes, I know. I'm smoking my pen. I'm having fun. It, well, yesterday was Ramble Mania's birthday, but I figured we'd do the fucking episode today. Just to get it out of the way and enjoy all and reminisce on every moment that we've had over the years of 2018. We have a few top tens for everyone to, you know, throw their opinions out there, think it, see who has the better list or. If you thought uh, the matches we had on our list were good, if not, then that's your opinion. It doesn't really matter. But we're also going to be talking about, like, we're going to reminisce on, like, every moment that we've had wrestling-wise throughout this show in 2018 because it's been really, really uh, a good... It was a really good start for 2018 for us. Yeah, we we progressed a hell of a lot. I mean, there, I mean, with, with a lot of new stuff happening in... in um, 2019 it's just it's been very weird like we have uh we have a new wwe championship that's that's made out of you know rolling paper and rock and <laughs> oak wood and i'm down with that cut oh from now on we call <laughs> brian danielson uh daniel two by four daniel two by four <laughs> daniel two by four <laughs> yep, because as long as he has that title, that motherfucker has his own plank for the rest of his life. Yes, yes, yes. So Daniel two by four, you have been officially like we we basically. I just thought of that name the minute the bell was in his hand, and when this nigga since six sent me that video that Yoshi sent him, I'm like. I need to steal this because someone's going to think of the name before I do. And I'm not going to get any credit for it. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, Brian Danielson will forever be known as jo- uh, Daniel 2 by 4 He'll be known as Daniel Greengrass. <laughs> Greengrass. He'll be 2 by 4 to me because that nigga is Johnny and he has Plank. That title is Plank. Hashtag, I got that loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. But now, Daniel, like, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is out here wearing a weed belt. Get the fuck. He beat us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Fucking RVD, Matt Riddle, and I'm just going to throw this name out there Val Venus are not going out of their way to come to the main roster to oh, fucking no, watch, take that will. belt from Brian. They will. The niggas will be hitting Vince up every day. <laughs> Val needs it obviously for his business. Can you imagine? I mean, I give it a few months before WWE actually goes 
actually goes like over the edge and be like, yo, let's le- let's replicate this title and sell it. Oh <laughs> my god. Yo, I would buy it. I would buy it just to tell my friends that my fucking book is made out of weed. Like, like you imagine that they're just gonna look at me like, so can we smoke it? <laughs> <laughs> what can we do with this? Like, well, no, you could hold it. To it you could you could put it around your waist. You could hold it on your hand, on your shoulder. But, I don't know about smoking it, but you could touch it. Let me ask you a question. What? How, how does it stay on? Do they have Velcro or? I think it's Velcro. I didn't see any buttons or anything like that. No, it's it's Velcro. It's like um, it's like when you buy the 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 toy belts at Toys R Us, and it has the I Velcro on the back. It's basically that. It's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> fucking no. But like, you know what? I can say it's one of. It. I'll be like, it's one of the most creative titles I've it's, ever it's seen. Creative. It's very creative. It's yes. brown. It's white as fuck. It, it's it's basically Daniel Bryan's skin color. Did you see the shirt that this dude was that this dude was wearing? Oh, Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the no violence, no racism, no no homosexuality. Uh, yeah, and you're a fucking heel, right? <laughs> no hate and shit like and that. You, and you're a fucking heel. You're wearing a shirt like that, and you're a fucking heel. Yeah, that's that's the mo. That's the mo. He's because in his head he's doing the right thing. You feel me? He finds everything he's doing the right thing. It's kind of like nigga, the Cardano situation. This bro, like he legit changed the climate. He 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 shut all the flat earthers up by just giving us an Oakwood championship that he probably chopped up himself. No, he said it fell of natural causes. Yeah, and he probably replanted because you know he's that type yeah, of guy. It, it was probably yeah. hit by lightning or some shit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, yeah, that, the, the belt yeah. was made from a bolts of lightning. It was a gift from the gods. Yeah. For those of you who may not know, um, I'm a dog walker on the side. So what happens is because I I walk through a lot of these parks and I see them clearing it up, and they basically either make mulch out of it or something like that because. What happens is these trees get hit by lightning all the time. Like, it's not a rare thing. Like, it happens all the time. I walk through the park and I'll see a tree that was there yesterday completely destroyed by lightning. Fucking sick. And then you'll see it just like, and I'm like, oh, shit. I've seen that shit happen to me before. Like, by the McCombs Bridge, like a fucking, like, lightning struck down some tree. It was like right in front of the C train on, um, the fuck was it? 155. I got so scared, like, the shit got caught on fire. I'm like, what in the fuck? Yeah, that's what happens. It gets burnt. But that shit scared the shit out of me. Like, that shit was, like, mere inches away from me. I thought the tree exploded, my nigga, because it just went into, it just engulfed in flames. And mind you, it was, a, it was, a, it was like a shit storm, like, pouring rain out there. Almost looked like a fucking flood was about to commence. I seen a tree as fat as me. Like fall, like just go down for the count, like get like literally detached from its root, and you see all the fucking pieces everywhere, all over the floor, and then you see all the burn marks on the tree. It's fucking crazy. Nature, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rival Mania podcast. Well, <laughs> fucking Mother Nature. 
want to talk yeah, rambling. We're that's rambling the, about trees, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> this Bryan is the true ramble mania. <laughs> it's like, when do we, when do we go back to school? No, Brian, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, changing he, the world he, one he, podcast he at a time. Wait, I thought the elite was supposed to change the world. Nah, nah. See, Daniel Bryan said it. He is the champion that makes us think. That's who he is. And he just made us think about nature. Of all things. Look at this man. This nigga makes me want to eat a a nature valley for breakfast every day. (laughs) It it makes me just want to... It makes me want to, like, delete uh, um, meat from my diet, but then I know I would die. <laughs> like, if I would take, I would turn down coffee every day just to waste a dollar on on Nature Valley granola bars. But I'm not like that. I, I I like my sugar and all that other stuff. I'm a fickle. I like things, and I'm mad that he threw Daisy in the garbage because Daisy was a fine piece of leather back there, and he just. He he, get, he he gave all that away for some weaves. I mean, it was the prettiest of the designs of that belt because, you know, they have the women's just like that and they have the universal. To me, the nicest looking one was the black belt. Everything else to me looks kind of silly, except for the women's. They kind of look all right just because of the white. But if it was like red and blue, like the same way that they have the men's belts, I'd be like, no, get this shit. Cause that fucking red belt looks like shite. The blue leather oh doesn't God. look that bad because they get it dark enough for the tag, tag belts, but they need to make it a darker red. That's just that's all it is. Cause when when Finn Balor got it, it was a darker red. Uh that belt has never looked good. It is an abomination. <laughs> it is it's an abomination. Horrible. I think of Eva Eva Marie when I see that championship. It's just like, why did it have to be red? It's, why couldn't you just why couldn't you just get up off your ass and be creative? You got artists all over the place in your company. You could have told them to draw something up and be like, hey, we want this. Hey, now now it's supposedly what now it's like the authority we're the authority now. So I think what we want in 2019 for WWE is not a Ray Universal Championship. We want a different championship design. Because I swear, I'm I'm done. I'm done. All four titles are exactly the same, just color swapped. And if you take into consideration the UK belt, which is a similar design. And the NXT UK women's. Poppycocks. It's like, I NXT swear. NXT UK women's is as bad. It doesn't matter. It's still it's still the and same the UK, belt design. The UK looks all right, but you know, same belt design, my nigga. You got lazy. Okay, you got creative with the center plate, but still, yeah, lazy. But, but Very like lazy. Said, if they would have changed the center plate to look similar to the UK's in the in the uni- in the Universal and the World Heavyweight, where they have like the same like circumference, the you know the same outside shape, but a different insert in the center. I think that would have looked a little better. That would have been a little bit more creative. Because, like, if you really wanted to keep this shape, I'm just trying to say, like, with, with, like, what they're thinking. If you really wanted to keep that shape and keep that shape iconic to the WWE situation, because, you know, to be honest, the U.S. Oh. boat is a similar shape. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, anyways. <laughs> if you really want to keep that shape, yeah. if you make the inside a different design, 
at least, then it would feel a little better. Just a little bit. Mm. All right. Before we do these uh these these top tens and shit, uh any guys' thoughts on Kenta and John Moxley leaving WWE? Oh, I have to say something about uh my boy Kenta, because yeah, I've been man. calling him Kenta this whole time. But <laughs> but all I have to say is uh Tevin, uh will you do the honors? Shall I hit you with the with the respect me? With the gimmick and I'll respond. Okay. So I mean hell, you know, you know what Hideo Watami does. This man will suplex a man, kick him in the back, then look to the crowd and say Respect me! Respect me! Take a shot. Then he'll 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 do his falcon arrow, center ring, plant you on your back, and he'll look up and he'll yell. Respect me! Take a shot. Take a shot. And then, before it was the GTS, and then he used this GTS Mark II, which was just like a weird ripcord knee. But when he hit you with that and he pins you, he would look up and say, Respect me. Respect me. A damn shot. <laughs> Take a shot. I've just been sucking on water ice the whole fucking time. I have no alcohol at all. I have coffee because I'm Dominican. And you said something earlier, and I was going to interrupt you about that. But basically, if you take away my coffee, you take away my life. It's beef. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's beef. beef. Same it's here beef. with me. Like You can ask Tevin. I can't function without Same coffee. Same with me. I, I hate <laughs> getting up in the morning and not knowing there's a cup of coffee waiting for me. Oh, God. You don't understand. Like, when... when I guess when I get to this new place, which is going to be this weekend, I know for a fact that I'm going to be one of those people where it's like, I need to get up and know I go to my kitchen. And there's there's a coffee pot with full fucking hot coffee there waiting for me. Shit. I am done. I'm done with the whole spending a dollar, two dollars on fucking getting coffee outside. Done with that shit. I'm annoyed. I need I need my fucking coffee. Otherwise, I have I wouldn't even have a fit. I'd just be really grumpy. I wouldn't even want to talk to people. I just look at you like fuck away from me. So real, bro. We have boxes of cafe bustelo in my fucking pantry. <laughs> just boxes of this shit. That, that's gonna be me in like in a, in a few days. I'm gonna have like maybe two boxes of them shits. Nigga, the dog likes. Cause my dog is weird. He likes milk. <laughs> And in his milk, my mom puts like a drop of coffee, and that nigga just be charged up the whole day. <laughs> Everyone in this house drinks coffee. <laughs> I think that's just a Dominican thing. Seven, anybody in your house be like really adamant about the coffee? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there are coffee drinkers Dominican here. <laughs> Niggas yeah. is into that coffee. Nah, yeah, people people love their coffee. Like I'm I'm actually like in the minority of people who are just like ah, I don't need coffee. You don't need anything. I mean, we, we, fuck you. <laughs> we don't blame you for that. I mean, when he's not everyone drinks coffee. Like, my wife doesn't want to stop it. She doesn't. My wife doesn't drink coffee either. So it's just like I don't judge her for it. It's not her. As soon as she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. I drink it because it's a morning thing. I I need it. I don't have drugs. I need coffee. Like, what the hell? See, with Tevin, here's the thing. He doesn't need drugs. 
He doesn't need. I don't know how he does it, my nigga. Like, I need at least maybe a beer in the on the weekend and like some bud during the during the day. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like me. It's just like Tevin doesn't uh, need shit, bro. Like Tevin doesn't need. He don't need coffee because I need coffee in my mornings and, and like when I'm gonna do something important. But Tevin doesn't need anything. He just he just goes. I don't know how the fuck he does it. Give me give me like a video game for five minutes and I'm cool. Yeah, that, like that that could be that could be it too. Like anyone could just get distracted off one thing and they'll be left alone from there on. Let's let's get on with these um but yeah. Uh Kenta leaving Kenta leaving is probably one of the one of the craziest things that I found out about. And I, I really wanted to find out why he want he wanted to be released from his contract. Like I think we knew do we even know why Dean's leaving? We all know that he's not re-signing he anything. He is apparently creatively unfulfilled. The same reason why everybody's leaving. Like, yeah, just the same reason with yeah. Kenta. He was creatively unfulfilled. Yeah. All right. Well, the thing is with Dean is just like if he's leaving, where, where does this leave Renee? She can work I mean, there. she she can stay because I mean it's it's like I was telling you earlier, Hazel. From the way this whole thing shook out with WWE putting up that message. I think this is amicable at the very least. So it's not going to be beast. They're not going to like, like when Punk left, obviously it was going to be awkward as hell for AJ Lee to still be there. So eventually Mm -hmm. she dipped, but there's not going to be that with Renee. So everyone's going to treat him the same. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like Dean is leaving, he told them he's leaving. He told them, he's like, look, thank you for everything. But like, I'm not with it anymore. And that's going to be okay. They're probably going to write him out. He's a professional. So they're probably going to write him out and everything. Like he's probably going to get like a nice little goodbye. You know, like he'll probably have like a match for like his career or some shit and whatever. And then he'll dip. Cause the thing is that Dean is, you know, he, he doesn't hate WWE. He just doesn't like the, from what I heard, he just doesn't like the hokey shit. He's tired of the hokey shit. That's what I've heard also, but I've also have been hearing speculations that, this could be one of those where it's like they're trying to work us. I've like, heard that it too. Be, but... it could be. Like I don't, I don't want to go out. I, I. This is all I'm here. I'm not saying this is 100 true. This is just rumors being spread around that Dean doesn't like the hokey shit. I think that's true because there's so much hokey shit in this fucking company. I wouldn't even want to fucking. I wouldn't want to be in that company if there's so much hokey shit. Let alone watch it. He. Went from smoking a bogey as his character and, and having Titty Master written on his hands, like being this fucking nut, to coming to WWE, then being the leader of this elite team, then slowly becoming this funny, corny, slash weird, hokey, as, you, as he pointed out, character. And that's the reason why I feel like he looked at that and he thought to himself... That when he came in with the shield, that they were going to put him in this serious situation. And the fact that every time he's been a solo act, they've turned him into some hokey, corny, cartoony kind of dude. He's just like, you know what? I'm over it. These people don't know how to book for me. And that's the reason why, in my case, I truly believe, like, 
yo, this all makes sense. It, if it's not true, you know, since it's just alleged, it's on the internet, you know, we can't take that, you know, to heart. We have to take it with a grain of salt, you know. Um, since that, you know, I, you I know, get- we can't say for sure. But to be honest, I feel like it's true. I feel like he's like, yo, I, I'm creatively bored. This is not what I wanted to be. This is not where I wanted to go. And you guys keep putting me in the same predicament every time I try to. He came back brolic as shit. You feel me? Came back looking serious and mean and tough as shit, and they turned them into a germaphobe. Yeah, I, I can give you like maybe a few reasons on why he he's mo- that not even. I have a few reasons why he is probably leaving. One is because of the um, some of the shitty angles that he's been with. For instance, the him the one with him and Wyatt, um, the match between him and Lesnar. Which was like the most abysmal match he ever did. Oh, him Brock being on the try, him being demoted to the um Mania thirty three kickoff. And let's not forget the uh the Stone Cold podcast where he actually like did say some shit that you know all that literally got him punished for losing the title to AJ Styles. I don't think he was punished for that. Like I think he was always. I do believe he was because if you would if you were to ever see that interview, Dean Ambrose looked like he was bored. People say he people said he was unprofessional. Oh, he looked he looked drunk. I've always said everything about that interview was so ridiculously overblown. He's just a closed off dude. Like that's it. He didn't really want to talk deep about a lot of shit, and Austin did. And I think that was the problem. I think Vince is like Vince tried to like open him up more, but that's the thing, dude. Like you can't do that to someone that that's just not comfortable with opening up about a few things. Like for instance, the dude's not gonna get comfortable with you trying to talk about his personal life. That's that's on him when he wants to talk about that. If he doesn't want to talk about, that's fine. But Vince needs to also understand that. You gave this guy the title for what? Just so you could have your dream match and end it already with, between these three to see who was the better Shield member, which we all know in reality who is the better Shield member. It is Seth. The fact that they just gave the title to Dean, it was just like, eh, what the hell? Why not? Let, let's have let's have the Shield win all the gold. Let's have them be you know Grand Slam champions. Let's have two of them beat Brock Lesnar, and let's just have the other one. You know, be you know, uh, run around with a with a hot dog cart and just start spraying mustard and ketchup at people. Well, it's funny because I thought the WWE Championship reign in 2016 was the only time they ever booked him well, consistently for yeah. a stretch of time. Yeah, when he won the title, he won the Shield Triple Threat. He was the man on SmackDown. Even when he lost the title to AJ, it was he was still the top babyface on the show because AJ was a heel, and they were going back and forth, and like he was the pillar of that show. And that was the one period where it was just obviously there was always going to be a little bit of goofiness, but it was much reduced. He was allowed to cut real promos. He was allowed to be a real top guy, and. The second he was gone from that show, 
back to the bullshit. But here's the thing that caught me like, I'm sorry, Six. Here's the thing that just caught me like off guard with this. When the draft officially started, he wasn't even picked as number one. They picked him as number two. Why would you pick your WWE? Why would you make Dean Ambrose your number two overall pick? You couldn't make him your number one? Well, who was number one in that draft? Becky Lynch. That can't yeah. be right. Yeah, no, no, it couldn't be right. But I searched it. Becky Lynch was number one. It's fucking weird. And then who was number two? Dean Ambrose. That's why I started telling myself, why the fuck did you give him this title then? If you were going to basically downgrade him, you couldn't make him number one. So he had to be your number two. That's so stupid. You just took a shit on him, bro. You shitted on him by making him number two in your draft. And what happened after that? You put him in a weird angle with Ziggler, and that couldn't even fucking work. Even with Ziggler selling, it couldn't couldn't even save him. It didn't save Dean at all. It didn't, because that story meant nothing. It was just basically them trying to push Dolph into this whole thing where he was teasing about how he was going to leave the company. I'm looking at the draft now, and Dean was SmackDown's first pick. I don't know. It wasn't. It was, he was not the first pick. I'm looking at it now. He was the, Seth was the first pick. He went that's to what, Raw. That's what I was going to say. Seth was the first. The second or, pick is Dean. Raw. He goes yep. to SmackDown. And then Raw yep. picks Charlotte, then SmackDown. Are you sure? Okay, so yep. on and so forth. Yep. Oh, yeah, because Raw won the draft first. Okay. That's how right, I, I looked at it. I saw it. And I get why they picked Seth freaking Rollins. He's still the fucking pillar of Raw. He's gonna be that once. He's gonna be the the constant of Raw. He's he's always been fucking beast on Raw. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, because during that time Roman was dealing with his suspension. Yes, I forgot. I I completely forgot about that shit. And SmackDown pulled the Trump and got the world title. So yeah, that but yeah, first. look, let's get, let's stupid. give uh, at least Dean Ambrose his props. He is the first ever CZW wrestler to ever become WWE champion. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not first even a well. CZW guy. Well, so when the WWE title, yeah, that's. That's the yeah. o- that's the only possibility. He's the very first ever CZW competitor to win that belt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there have been guys that have gone through CZW, and they should win the title. <laughs> yeah. I know, Jesus! but I'm just- <laughs> there were five of them. There were five of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. You know, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, where do we see Ambrose going after this? I don't want to say AEW because, you know, he maybe he could just be like, that's it. I'm just going to I'm going to hang my boots up. I'm going to I'm going to tell Renee to quit and we're just going to live in our big old house in Vegas. You know, that could happen. I don't I don't think I I like this is is why I I hate beefing like that. but this is the reason why I hate people that just like write stupid comments that think they know what they're talking about. Like dudes will go out of nowhere thinking like, 
oh, we complain so much about these guys in WWE and go to AEW. Like, no, that's not it. It's just they have a lot of opportunity lying around. There are indie people that will want them to go to their shows, even if they don't have to wrestle. Could just be have a meet and greet. Have you heard of the benefits, right? On AEW? Yes. They have benefits, my nigga. Benefit. Like, who the hell wouldn't want to go to like where I have health benefits? I have all these regular working things we can unionize if there's a problem. Like, the fuck? Why wouldn't you want to go to AEW, to be honest? It's like, yo, that's like a dream right there. The only reason why I wouldn't go to AEW yet, if I was a WWE superstar, is because they don't have TV time yet. Once they get TV, then fuck it. But, like, till then, I'd be like, hey, give me a second. But I'll I'll keep my name in the ring for it. Like I'll be like, yo, uh, you know, keep me keep me in mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, it's just the last thing that we need right now is some dumb kid pounding on his fucking phone with his thumbs, mal out on the cows, and be like, oh, stop complaining about all these guys going to AEW. We didn't say that. We just said, hey, best of luck. If you have, if you happen to have to go anywhere else, then just know we still have your full support. As John Moxley. From now on, you know, man, that's, or that's we don't know if he comes up with a different name. Let's Boy, see John Moxley and Nick Gage in 2019. Let's get crazy. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, John Moxley versus Casanova Valentine. Yeah. Like, I can see that in a no ring death match. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think Dean is willing All to right, say guys. This. Uh, you want, you Wait, go on. Six is going to say something. Go ahead. I said, do you think Dean would actually be willing to take those risks? Yeah, I don't I don't know if he would be as willing. I was just saying yeah. that jokingly. <laughs> nah, because I'm mean, like I don't I mean, think he's not, no 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 uh no ring death match because he's that's it. Like he went to the pros pros. Like he's not gonna want to hurt himself that much. I mean, he's done some stuff before WWE. Yeah, but now Oh yeah, know? he's older. He's got a little more yeah. money in the bank. I mean, he he again, like he had a pretty good deal on the table apparently that he turned down. So money isn't that big a deal to him, but yeah. But um yeah, let's um let's do these fucking top tens and shit. All right, go, go for it. Uh yeah, which uh you guys want to go first? Uh let's go with the uh WWE roster first. Uh when it comes to the map. Oh, you want right. to do the superstars first? Like everywhere. five main roster and five NXT guys. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. All right, who's going first? All right, I'm going to do uh Let's see. I'm going to do the five NXT guys because that'll be the easiest. Uh, who had a great... Ricochet had a great year, so I'm going to pick him uh, there. As number five for that for that tier, uh, Adam Cole, God damn, like Adam Cole has been on fire. Velveteen Dream will be number three for me. Uh, number two will be Gargano because God fucking damn, his matches this year, along with Andrade and all and all these other guys, and Tommaso and Alistair, fucking amazing. And of course, number one I'm gonna pick is Champa. Champa. But this year has been a fucking beast. He has had a hell of a year. Uh, main roster guys. Damn, this is going to be tough. 
<laughs> All right, I can say uh, who's who's had a, a decent. I'm gonna go backwards on this one. I'm gonna go by number one. Number one, of course, the obvious answer is Becky fucking Lynch. What a year for the for the man. So that's my number one. Number two has to be has to be has to be Daniel Bryan. Wow, what a turn! Like facing that match with Brock to me is just like. That's him showing, like, I can wrestle any fucking body. Any fucking body. And it, he, he's become the guy in 2019 now that he can, to me, he can't do any wrong. He just, he can't. He just, yeah, that nigga, that nigga I, can't do no fucking harm. Like, that nigga's the man. Uh, Becky Lynch is the man. Yeah. Number three, Seth Rollins had a fucking great year. Uh, that banger match that he had on Raw, that like fucking, that he was on there for like sixty minutes. The gauntlet. Yes, the fucking. Uh, I call it the the uh, the origin or the genesis <laughs> of my <laughs> Nah, the genesis the of Monday Night Rollins. Monday, like, oh God, <laughs> that's when he became Monday Night Rollins. Uh, yeah, true. That nigga was a true Iron Man. That nigga worked 65 minutes in a gauntlet match. Oh, yeah. He beat who? He beat, uh, he beat Corbin. He beat Cena. And yeah, he lost to Elias after that. Uh, who else had him? AJ Styles. Because number four is AJ Styles just because he's so fucking constant. Like, I don't think I could remember him being like, really bad or, like, fucking up in any kind of way. Like, anything that fucked him over was really, like, booking. So, like, yeah. match-wise, he was good. Like, everything he did was decent. Like, I can't complain about about my boy, uh, AJ. Who else can I think of right now that I'm really, like... The- <coughs> Drew McIntyre. Yeah. McIntyre in 2018 was was decent, you know? So yeah, Drew McIntyre. So that's like top ten. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that that's number five for me for for the WWE side. All right, I'll I'll do mines real quick. Then, uh, for NXT, my top five. Number five is Ricochet. Number four is Adam Cole. Number three is Gargano. Number two is Champa. Number one is fucking Velveteen Dream. For my main roster people, uh, number five is AJ Styles. Number four is Charlotte. Number three is Seth Rollins. Number two, Becky Lynch. Number one, Daniel Bryan. The only reason why I'm putting Daniel Bryan number one is his big comeback. When he finally got the news that he was cleared to compete. Like, that broke the fucking internet. That broke the internet bigger than like these guys teasing all in. That that was it, that it was, was probably my favorite wrestling story of the year. I think that would be the greatest moment WWE history in 2018, Daniel Bryan making his in-ring return. It was good shit. It was really good shit. It, it, it really it really like 
it didn't even catch it didn't catch our attention it it finally woke us up to know that there was actually still hope that Daniel Bryan could wrestle again and you know I could I could give Becky Lynch and all the women all the credit in the world that they've done throughout 2018 but no one will never have a greater moment than Daniel Bryan when he made his in-ring return that was probably the best moment in 2018 overall that's probably the one thing everyone will still be talking about forever. Agreed. Agreed. Actuals. All right, Sav, you're up. Okay. So, the top five WWE main roster people. Number five is... <laughs> you gotta be backwards. Because <laughs> I, I did the list, so I'm counting down from five to one. Seth Rollins. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. My number four is Daniel Bryan. My number three is Charlotte. What, what are, are you doing? Absolution. <laughs> Charlotte, what are you doing? <laughs> You're doing it like uh Ross. <laughs> yep. My number two is <laughs> Paige. Oh my god, she fucked <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, she fucked me up. <laughs> what are you doing? No, what are you doing? <laughs> Fuck me up, man. Oh, so, great. so great. So great. <laughs> but uh yeah. My number three was Charlotte. My number two is Buddy Murphy. And my number one is the man, Becky Lynch. Wow. I completely up. forgot about a 205 live guy. <laughs> I completely forgot about Buddy Murphy. I completely forgot about the 205 live guys. I didn't forget. It's just I didn't know we were doing them. But now I'm like, oh, so we were doing no, them? No, on, on, on my behalf, I forgot it. So, so this year, 2019, I'm going to take a vow and watch 205 live more. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking should. It's such a home. I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah, NXT. My top five NXT people. Number five is Shayna Baszler. Number four is Kyrie Sane. Number three is Velveteen Dream. Number two is Tommaso Ciampa. And number one is Johnny Takeover, Johnny Gargano. Ooh. Nice. Kind of flipped. Yeah, he had he had a Kyrie and Shayna Baszler there. I was like, okay, that was a bit of a surprise. I, I knew Kyrie was gonna be there, but I didn't think Shayna was gonna make it there. Shayna is the closest thing WWE has to Minoru Suzuki. She's fucking Oof. great. Really? I thought that was Rhonda. No, wait, never mind. Shayna Baszler That's completely different. is way tougher than Ronda Rousey. Yeah, as she a is. character, as a wrestling character, she's way fucking tougher than Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I think when it comes to like, like Shayna Baszler is a good talker. I mean, good talker, like, meh, it was there, but you're a great competitor in the ring. She's a perfect bully. Yeah, she's a perfect bully. Like she got her, she got her goonies, but she just like, she really can't talk. She really can't. She but in that to. ring, in that ring, she has all the personality in the world to look like a fucking killer. She is like a she is like 
if um one of those dog fights that you would find on illegal television. Oh Jesus, yeah. I think you should watch this is more NXT because she her promo game went up there. Like she used to yeah, be Yeah, her promo game has been up there, but I mean like throughout 2018, it, it wasn't really like there there at first. Then it just started to pick up. Now I need to see what she's gonna how she's gonna uh use the mic in 2019. Now that uh these two chicks are by her side now, we need to see how they're gonna be utilized. Well, the good, also, the good thing about Shayna Baszler is she's on NXT, so they're not gonna make her talk for prolonged periods at a time. They're just gonna let her say what she needs to say and be done with it. And she's very good at that. Listen, I, I from you can ask Tevin himself. When I first saw Shayna Baszler and I was like watching her. I hated her guts. I was like, yo, she can't talk. Her matches are boring. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then after a while, I started, she started getting better. She started progressing and I, I, it, she grew on me. And it took a while, but she grew on me. And to be honest, like, I at first felt the same way you did. Like, I was like, yo, she can't talk worth a damn. But now I feel like she sounds what like what she should have sounded like from the jump. But you know, I guess you gotta yeah. find your rhythm. You know, you gotta find your rhythm. Because I felt mm. the same way like you. Like I was like, yo, fuck this shit, bro. Like I'm not with it. Like I don't. I really don't want to hear her talking like about anything because she always just sounds corny. But then she got better, and now I'm like, I can listen to her talk shit all day. Well, not all day, but you know, uh, she's better than she was. <laughs> All right, guys. If you were to if you were to pick someone in the main roster, it can't be anyone that's like getting pushed to the moon. It can't be someone that's a champion right now. It has to be someone that they're not really using that much right now on WWE TV. If there was someone on the mid to lower cards that you would want to see be pushed in 2019, who would it be? Bailey. Yes. I still adore her. And I I feel like she can still be what she was supposed to fucking be on this main roster. She was supposed to be like the female John Cena. She was supposed to connect and there's periods where she's out there and it's still it's still there. You can still feel it. So <sighs> I think Bailey. after that uh, that match that she had with Alexa where there was a pole on a pole and she just didn't want to hit her with the wooden pole it it was it was there it was at that moment she was doomed to just like fucking like go down in the dumps and nothing against Bailey she's an amazing worker she has a great gimmick it's just you know when you put someone in a crappy situation like that match Along with the "This Is Your Life" Bailey segment, yeah, uh, very bad move to, you know, demote your your one of your biggest uh, signees to the company. They completely it botched. wasn't good. It was yeah. botched. It was horrible. Yeah, they botched that. You know what it was, bro? It was basically like they they thought they were gonna make her seem like more sympathetic if. She's like, oh, I can't, you know, because they, they look at it in this weird, like childish like way. I don't know why. 
And it's like, no, that doesn't work. Because in the real real world, if you're like just a, if you're a professional wrestler and you're over here afraid of using Ken, then what the fuck? That's how Tommy Dreamer started his fucking career, <laughs> getting spanked by Ken. So you can't be afraid. If you're a wrestler, you can't be afraid of a weapon commonly used in wrestling. That makes no sense. Six. I mean, but six. This is isn't this funny though that when we when we saw the Edge and Christian show that totally weeks from awesome is like she was legit beating an old man with a stick until the very end of the episode. Not just that, but look at you how. Here, but you couldn't sit here and tell me that you couldn't beat up. A uh, 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 a little girl that worships Disney, you could have beat her up with a stick. Bailey once stomped Sasha Banks's fucking face into the ground oh in God. their Iron Man match on yep. NXT to make her tap to keep the title. Don't and fucking tell me she's afraid to do Alexa. Anything. You couldn't That's beat so- Alexa with a stick. With a stick? Nah, I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm done with Bailey. <laughs> Fuck this. She's done. You were doomed to fail. The minute you picked up that stick and said, eh, I'm not gonna use it. Fuck it, right? I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna be the nice one. What the fuck has this business gone down to? We'll go ahead, six. No, that's it. I was basically just saying, like, you know, she they botched her. They botched her very bad. You should have made somebody who's a wrestler be afraid of use a weapon commonly used in wrestling and then expect her. And then, look, she's so charismatic and all those little gimmicks that we see her in on, like, the network. And then she's so great. She was so great on NXT. And then you bring her to the main roster and treat her like a child. Doesn't work. Does not work. Uh, Hazel, uh, who, you know, same question oh, for you. That's me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, wait, you didn't, you didn't pick. So did I'll you pick, pick Bailey pick also? Next. I'll pick my next, but pick yours. All right. Now I was going to be like very tricky with this one, but I don't think this was tricky because now that Lashley's intercontinental champion, I can't really pick him. Because now I could, I, I think they're they're actually going to be doing something with him. Hopefully, we might get the match that everyone has been wanting to see for a while that nobody would really pay for, and that's him versus Brock. But I'm going to go with Elias on this one because seriously, what in the fuck are they doing with this man? First, he's a face. Now at the Royal Rumble, he's supposedly turned heel, and he was a, he he truly became a heel on Raw. And you're beating up old people. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Jeff Jarrett deserves it because Elias could fucking draw a dime for every guitar he swings at someone. How did Jeff Jarrett get an executive producer position in WWE? He is the greatest carny to ever live. How much money <laughs> did? How much money did he have? Did, did he have to demand Vince to give him? I think he demanded no. anything. I, th- I think they gave him a good amount, and he was like, "Well, I'm not doing anything else right now other than like." Yeah, he he hand. wins. He wins. Yeah. Like all all because all Vince <laughs> gets is the pleasure of saying, "I got you." 
because he loves doing that with guys that left him or got one over on him. He loves to bring him back just to be like, I got you. So, or yeah, guys sure. that never like actually worked with him, like Sting. He never worked with him for fucking what, 20 years? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, it's the same Yeah. But it works out for Jarrett too, because he gets a nice little office job and gets to be back on national television and get paid well. Like, greatest corny to ever live. I'll admit that. Like, this dude, this dude is still alive and kicking. I would have thought that he um he would um embrace the baldness after Dr. Wagner Jr. shaved his head. But um no, he just decided to grow it back. Yeah, people say death taxes and impact wrestling. No, it's death taxes and Jeff Jarrett being prominent in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> But yeah, I'm only going with Elias on this because it's like it's very backwards with him. They made him a face, now he's a heel. It's like we can't even decide what to what to do with this man anymore. Like, give this man an opportunity. He's been so over in 2018. He may have not been like a a a, a good wrestler. He's an okay wrestler. He's good. He's not like oh, this dude could pull out five star matches. But this dude will put you on the edge of your seat for everything that he's going to do, for everything that he does on that, um, on that mic and the fucking guitar and everything. He has that magic. It's just, I don't understand why WWE doesn't utilize it very quickly. Again, I understand that in 2018, we focused on one guy because that was what Vince was pushing all his fucking life. And now that that one guy is gone, there's really... There's really no purpose and you just like sticking to one person. You have a whole you got 400 guys on your fucking roster. Work something out. Work it out and just give Elias a fucking run. I feel you on that one. Um, Elias is pretty dope. I, I mean, match wise, I've never really been a huge fan of Elias, but character wise, he's great. I feel like if they somehow use more of his character work in his matches or or just book him to matter, then he'll be all right. But, you know, that's up to them. They they do what they want to do. Uh, uh, so, you want to do one more before uh, we go back to the list? I have a... Uh, who do you think is going to be the breakout of this year? Well, wait, have what to, about your... Wait. Si- Six yeah, pick. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh. push. All right, so yeah. pick, pick yours. All right, so I was gonna pick the glorious one, Bobby Roode. My original nice. pick would have been uh Hideo Itami, but he's gone. So yeah. Your wish would be granted. <laughs> but uh I want Bobby Roode to do something. There's a bunch of guys on the roster that want to do something, but God damn, like, there's so many good, like, Rusev is a good candidate. Shinsuke is a good candidate. Like, there's so many guys that are just, like, really just sitting by the wayside and not doing much because they don't want to, they don't care, you know? Like, I'm I'm waiting for, let's see if this, out of this, Finn comes out on top somehow because they had everybody in their palm of their hand with that one. And they just like, well, we don't want to pin Brock, so... 
yeah, this is why we picked them to begin with. They booked themselves into that corner. But my pick is going to be Bobby Roode just because, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> do you remember what this man meant to NXT? Yeah, he was glorious. Like, this that man was a was, fucking glorious motherfucker. He was everything. He was, he was damn near the next player on NXT. Like, he was that character. He was that great. He was that above and beyond anything. He could have been that, like, standout dude. Because that was, that was him. He was just living it up. He was glorious. And they turned him into an average Joe because Vince McMahon thought that his song was too babyface. Vince McMahon doesn't know what the fuck a babyface is anymore, I feel like. I feel like... No, he doesn't. He's become... He's become such a heel that he's just that's the only way you see shit. As a heel. <laughs> like, dude, if you know what the fuck, there's no way that song is babyface. That song is completely heel. It's a man talking about how glorious he is. What? How is that babyface? That is the most gimmick ever like I glory beyond each and every one of you NXT got it they just they don't get it on the main roster I feel like in the main roster they made Bobby Roode like the Tony Robbins motivational glorious speaker of WWE as this whole baby face run since he made his debut onto the roster because wasn't he a fucking heel in NXT yeah he was a heel I mean how Again, we all ask ourselves that same question. What makes a glorious man a baby face? I have no idea. I mean, we're the only ones who can make him a baby face. And that's after years of doing great character work to the point where we're like, we can't say no to this motherfucker. This motherfucker is amazing. You feel me? But no, that's not what they did. Yeah. They just baby face up front. They just, yeah, they, they kept fucking him over. All right. Um, uh, let, let's name one person that we feel is going to like break out in 2019, and then we'll do the rest of the top tens from there. Mine is I'm going with um to be a breakout star in 2018. Uh, 2019, I would have to say, huh? This is pretty difficult. You know what? I would have to at least say uh, I'm going to have to go with Braun again because it, it, this has to be the time where now in 2019, they better give this man the belt. They don't give him the belt. Like, what, What's the point of making him this huge-ass monster if you're not pushing him to be the monster that he is? Like, you made this man like destroy Roman. You made him flip over trucks. You made him flip over ambulances. You, you've you thrown this man in a garbage truck. This nigga came out of the garbage truck. You've made him destroy limos. You've made him destroy state structures. But no matter how many encounters he's had with Brock Lesnar, it could be either 1F5 or 5F5s. Or it could be some fuckboy finish. They never pull the trigger on giving this man the belt 
And the only reason why I want to say he, he could be a breakout star in 2019 is because that tag team run was probably the weirdest fucking shit we've all ever seen in Mania history. Him teaming up with a little boy. Well, are you sure you want your pick to be Braun? He was the most over guy in the company at one point. But still, it's like you're going to make him the most over guy, but you're not giving the fucking belt. You don't want to make him the guy. I'm just saying breakout star just implies like, you know, someone's going to level up. Majorly. All right. You know, all right. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll just do this. I'll, I'll, I'll pull this one out. If they don't do nothing with EC3 sooner than later, why is he, why is he even in WWE again? That uh, I want to say my break, that could be my breakout star because seriously, come on, man. Stop making him look in the mirror. Like, it's annoying. I hate gimmicks like that. Gimmicks like that don't go anywhere. I mean, you know, it's WWE. Not a lot goes anywhere here. But yeah, if if I want to, if we want to say breakout star, I want to go with EC3. I mm-hmm. would actually, I could agree with that because he hasn't really done anything on the main roster just yet, and I. Know that he's that guy. That dude is made to be a star. That dude could, you know, he's not he's not a good wrestler. He's an okay wrestler, but that dude was that dude has legit star power. Like he was made to be in front of like hundreds and thousands of people. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I guess I guess I'll do my breakout star for 2019. I gave it some thought and just. Maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, but fuck it. Casey Canzaro. She's going to be my breakout star for 2019. Everybody doing the Kofi. She she did the Kofi better than Kofi. No, everybody, everybody's copying Kofi. Everybody doing the Kofi. What's next? We going to do the Kofi now? I, I can't do are the Kofi. Like, are we going to sit in our chairs like Indian style? I can do that. I had beef with that at the level. I'm not gonna lie with you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I fucking hated the fact that everybody was fucking Kofi Kingston. Yeah, that yeah, it was like, dumb. That, it was dumb. It was it was so ridiculous. Like you just basically ruined what Kofi Kingston did by just copying. Like I get it. This chick, this Ninja Warrior chick. Because let's face it, I like Japanese Ninja Warrior better than American Ninja Warrior. All right, that one was actually pretty entertaining. That had emotion. I like the Japanese commentators. Fucking cool. But yo, this chick, this chick is so flexible. When she did that shit on the turnbuckle, I'm like, oh man, yeah. Kofi couldn't, Kofi probably didn't even think of that. That was new. But it's just like, everyone, everyone in that rumble, like, killed it. You killed Kofi's moment. And to be honest, that nigga botched both of his fucking, uh, Moments, I didn't people botch, but yeah. but yeah, let let's let's finish let's finish this shit. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble Saturday. But uh, yeah, my uh, yeah, that was my breakout star, Casey Kanzaro. I think they're gonna get her some reps in on NXT. She's gonna start working, and she already looked pretty good in the Rumble, which granted is a different type of environment, but. It looks like she's coming along well, so I expect to see her making waves on NXT throughout the year. 
Six. I, I'm going to pick Velveteen Dream. I think he's going to be the fucking man. I mean, whether it be breakout star on the main roster or NXT, he's going to... Because he's already beast on NXT. But on the main roster, I feel like he's going to go so far if they treat him the right way. Because, you know, Vince might just make him gold dust. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. But he might see what Triple H saw in him and see that, like, oh, no, he's more like a Rick Rude or like a, you know, like somebody like that when it comes to character-wise, where he's, like, more conceited than, uh, and, you know, trying to make him weird and strange and awkward. And because Vince is... Vince, <laughs> let's just Shit. say Goldust was his idea of androgyny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, you know, and and when it comes to NXT, he could even be even better in NXT. He might finally win that belt. You know that that that's eluded him for so so long. So, let's see, man. But I truly believe he's gonna be bigger than he already is, and he's already pretty big. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Are you guys watching the Super Bowl Sunday? No, No. I don't watch the NFL. Yeah. I'll maybe try to catch some commercials to see if there's an Avengers commercial. And if any, if I'll check Twitter to see if Maroon 5 actually sings Sweet Victory. But other than that. Are you really going to sit there and wait for a Maroon 5 performance. I don't give a shit about Maroon 5. I give a shit about Sweet yes. Victory. No. You should give a shit about six-man tag that's happening at oh, the Oh, I do. I'm going gonna, gonna to watch that. But if Maroon I'm 5 does say Sweet Victory, I want to know. I want a halftime heat every, every year. Give me halftime heat every year. Now we're going to finish up the rest of the top 10s. Uh, do you want to do it the same way that we did the uh, the 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 wrestlers? Five yeah. takeover matches and five um main roster matches. Yeah, I'm down that with that works for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll just do mines then. Uh, I'm gonna start with the the main roster one. Number five is um like I said the Hell in a Cell match: Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton. Oh, I gotta. What the fuck? I saved. Uh, I have like. All my shit in different notepads and whatnot, so it's gonna be pretty annoying to look through these. Alright. Um Yeah, I said Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, uh Seth Rollins versus the Miz, uh the Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins at Mania 34. Um what else was what else? Oh yeah, uh, Ronda, Kurt versus uh, Hunter and Steph, and number one will most likely be uh, oh Dan, uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, SummerSlam. Uh, my NXT Takeover matches, um, five is War Games. 
four is shit. You like Charlie Day four, in that four, meme. Huh? You like that meme of Charlie Day with all the with the fucking board. He's pointing at all the shit that he's written in a bunch of different places. Oh god. All right, let, let me let me finish. Alistair Black, Adam Cole, the the street fight in Philly. Number three is Gargano versus Almas. Number two is Velveteen Dream versus uh, Ricochet. Number one is the Chicago street fight, Gargano and Champa. All right. I guess I'll do mine. My top five main roster... WWE matches. Number five, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon from WrestleMania. Number four, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Asuka at TLC. Number three, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles from TLC. Number two, Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar from Survivor Series. Number one, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch at Evolution. Mm-hmm. Nice. Top five NXT matches. Number five. Uh, number five, North American Championship Ladder Match at TakeOver New Orleans. Oof. Number four, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver War Games. Number three, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in Brooklyn. Number two, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas back when he had all his names. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> Number one, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, the unsanctioned match at TakeOver New Orleans. My WWE overall match of the year. I guess that means it's my turn, huh? Yep. Your time is now. Time is up. My time is not. We can't see you. Your time is now. It'll never be you. It'll never be (laughs) you. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, NXT first. Uh, Numero cinco. Number five, take over Chicago Street Fight, Gargano versus Champa. Numero cuatro, number four, take over Brooklyn, Adam Cole, baby, versus Ricochet. Jesus Christ, that fucking match, take me back all over again. Uh, number three, Nowlands for the North American title, that ladder match, B. That shit was fire. Uh, number two, take over New Orleans. Gargano versus Champa in the unsanctioned match. Numero uno. Take over Philly. Gargano versus Almas. Sue me. <laughs> Johnny, take over. Jesus fucking Christ, mate. Yeah, he's damn near like all my matches. Like, goddamn. Gargano. Uh, numero cinco for the main roster. Triple H. And shaking my head versus Kurt Angle and Ronda at Mania. I mean, it's not like some people be hating on it because they're like, yo, that's not a real match. But to me, Man, I'm that like, match was fun as fuck. 
to me, that's really, really fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, I had a great time. I had a great time. Fuck, fuck that. Uh, numero cuatro, Styles and Joe at SummerSlam. Uh, number three, D-Bride versus Lesnar at Survivor Series. Jesus fucking Christ, that ending. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, number two, D-Bride versus AJ Styles at TLC's. And number one, Great. Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. Evolution. Yo, that shit. That's what won me the fucking belt right there. So, of course, that's my number one. Fuck you. I didn't hear it. What was the number one again? Becky versus Charlotte. What are you doing? Charlotte. Charlotte versus Becky. Yeah, at Evolution. <laughs> oh, okay. I had a random main roster top five there. Like, like we had more. We just didn't want to, like, you know, scroll down through all the shit. Because sometimes we we forget that we wrote all of them, or sometimes we wrote everything, just didn't put them in the specific order that we want them to. But yeah, those were our tops for 2018. And holy shit, what a weird, amazing. I wouldn't say it was bad. Did, can we say 2018 was a bad year for for wrestling? Uh, I um, thought it was a very good year. Yeah. This was the Minus happened. all the bad Raw shows. Well, in WWE, it wasn't a great year. But, I mean, NXT had maybe its best year ever. New Japan was in- consistently incredible. Yes, um, it always has been. There was a lot of good independent wrestling this year. Progress was great. Fucking... Ref, Ref Pro, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is not an indie, but Ring of Honor was pretty good this year. Yeah, and MLW. MLW all this was great. Was... Impact was great. Impact had a great Impact. year. Jesus. Yeah, Impact. Like Impact has now been has had an astonishing year, and it's a it's a pretty big surprise that WWE still does not mention yeah. anything about them because they still don't see them as competition. But now with a new competitor knocking on their fucking door, we're ready to take everyone that's willing to walk out from WWE. That was another great thing that happened about 2018, all in, and what it ultimately led to. Yep. Vince was scared of all in. Vince is now afraid of everything that's happening with All Elite Wrestling. If you saw the video, he legit had to get someone to remove they're all elite wrestling shirt at the oh. Royal Rumble event. I just don't get why they do that because it's like you're just going to give them attention because it's going to get out online and people are going to talk about it. Because now they know that Vince is scared of the competition that these guys are bringing. I mean, come on. I heard they did that they spend like nearly 100 grand on the pyro just for the fucking press conference. Like they spent all that money on that fucking pyro, and now Vince is starting to worry. This is why I said earlier, Vince is really starting to worry about most of these guys leaving the fucking company. That's why he's trying to resign half of these guys. He's trying to give everyone fucking raises just so they won't walk out on him and they go to Jacksonville because that that's Vince's big ultimatum. Is like, oh, if they leave, they're going to AEW. I'm going to be so fucked. It's just... Chris Jericho's over there. He's just going to get everyone now. The minute some of these guys leave, the minute fucking, again, the minute Dean Ambrose leaves, we don't know where he's going. 
And we're not going to say he's going to go straight to AEW because it's basically going to be the same thing that I said earlier. He could probably just leave and hang it up. He probably could just retire and that's it. He will have nothing else to prove. I think he's done enough. And if it's if it's going to be that case, then good on Dean. I, I, I'm not going to say he's going to jump ship straight to AEW. But if it happens, it happens. The same thing with the revival. Like, I, I think we know automatically if they leave, they're going to go straight to AEW. Kenta now is a different situation because the possibility he was just going to go straight back to Noah. Yeah, I'd imagine he's going, he's going back to Noah. Yeah, that I think that's his big thing. Like they're gonna he's gonna go straight back to Noah the same way that um that Pac went straight back to Japan to go back to Dragon Gate the minute that he was allowed to wrestle again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just again, Vince is is really in dire need of all of this talent that he has because here's the thing. If you have all the talent in the world, Vince, and you're not even going to push them to the fucking moon, let alone give them TV time, why the fuck are you keeping them around? It doesn't make any sense anymore that you're just trying to grab everyone from every single country all over the globe. Well, this is always using them. It's always been the MO of WWE. Just have all the toys in your toy box so no one else can play with them. They're going to end up broke like that. They're, they got a lot of money to use. I know, but still, it's too many guys on on your fucking roster. It's not like, about using them. It's just about having them. They got money to blow. Uh-oh. Oh. Basically. Uh-oh. They got money to blow. <sighs> you know, I, I just... What the hell was that? <laughs> I dropped my phone. Oh fuck! I just I fear the worst for half of these guys that are still in this company that we know could do better elsewhere, like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, or I don't know, fucking I'll say Dana Brooke, because what these guys could be better off somewhere other than WWE if they're not going to give them any sort of TV time or any kind of any kind of angle whatsoever it's just like oh we're just here to be here we'll see you in catering where we're just eating and just watching tv and probably play up up down down just so we could get views on youtube Listen, i've been pissed about dana brooke for a hot minute like <laughs> she's she's good use her <laughs> like what the hell are and you she's doing? A n- <laughs> McMahon, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you and doing? She, and she's another one that they like, they fuck with her so much. It's like, is she a baby face or is she a heel? Now it's like she she's gonna have an angle with Natalia. It's like, dude, make up your mind. Be a face or be a heel. Create like fucking writers. Make up your mind. You're doing the same thing with Elias. You're doing it with Rusev now. It's like we don't need so many big show turns. Just like I said, we didn't need the U.S. championship to be hot potato the fuck around again. And what the fuck happened on SmackDown? The U.S. title got but hot potato the up? fuck around again. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> My nigga, I hate being right. I hate being right, but it's just like... 
fuck, I know this is gonna happen. Like they 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 have no respect for the US, but yet half of your fucking world heavyweight champions are white. You know, you you were so afraid to give the title to an African American. I I, I don't I don't get the both, rock has won both belts. Both belts that doesn't are, count. Both uh uh mid card belts are are both black guys right now. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the main belts, the WWE or the Universal title. Yeah, like not counting count, the Rock. I the don't motherfuckers count, is racist. I don't count the Rock. I don't count the Rock because he's like Canadian, Samoan, and all of the different race put in a one. He's black. His though. Father was black. Yeah, he's black. Still, they know he's only known by the Samoan family. Don't care. Okay, they don't okay, care about his name is that Rocky Johnson. I mean. That doesn't even count either because he won the big gold belt. His name. I'm talking about the WWE Championship. Who do you think he got the Rocky part of his name? Still, bro, it doesn't matter. What what family do they most align the Rock with? The Samoan family. Of course they do, because everyone there was wrestlers. Exactly. That's all they care about. That's the only identity that they know the rock as. He is a Samoan. The man is black. He's not even Samoan, technically. He's technically I, I Hawaiian and black. He is. He's technically Hawaiian and black. His mother was He's adopted Canadian. by the Anuai family. He's Canadian his, too. His his mother was adopted by the Anuai family. Correct? So she was Hawaiian, right? And the Anuai family is Samoan. So he was his, his mother was raised by Samoans. But he's technically Hawaiian and black. Raised by so someone. Can we say the first Hawaiian WWE champion? No, WWF champion? Um, bum, bum. Was, uh, was, no. Steamboat was never a champ. I think Steamboat. I didn't say Steamboat. No, no, I was thinking to myself, like, who else? And I was like, oh, yeah, he wasn't champ. Ah, oh, man. Ah. Uh... was never a champ either. So, yeah. Who could have been? I mean, mine is Booker T. And because I still don't count that because he won the big gold belt. But he had to win it in the worst way possible. He had to win it with the King Booker gimmick. And it's just like, nah. Yeah, he made the shit work. He made it work, but it was just like, did did you really have to take the character seriously? That's like. Yeah, that's how you get over. Bro, you you mean to tell me that JBO got over by um, doing a uh, Border Patrol video? Well, no, he was already over by that Mm -hmm. point. Well, no, you you go into your character to get over. You believe in that shit. Here's a real question. What if Muhammad Hassan won the world heavyweight title? Uh, he wasn't good enough for that, but <laughs> I would have been down if they wouldn't like, okay. So when he first, when he first came around, his gimmick was great. Cause it was just everything he was saying was technically true. People were like labeling Muslims as terrorists and shit unfairly, but then they just made him a terrorist and they fucked it up. Cause they're yeah, they fucked it up with, with SmackDown. They fucked it up with raw. They made more sense because all they had to do was just, you know, have Muhammad Hassan say 9-11 and everyone was just like immediately catch attention 
with that because that was the most yeah, horrific thing. You would have erased them a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. But look at what happened. You put him on SmackDown, and now all of a sudden, he's the complete opposite of what he was when he debuted. What they should have done is just never, ever do that. Yeah, never just kept him what he was. Exactly. No, I think, no, no, here's the thing, here's the thing. It was working. I think what they never should have did was that whole um, angle with the, with the terrorists and ski mask with the piano wire and the Undertaker because that happened on the 4th of July, two days, two days during the London bombings. Yeah, that was that was automatic red flag. That was automatic. Yeah. Bye bye. I like Yeah, but that's again, that's pretty much the gimmick that made him a terrorist. Like before that, but, he wasn't really a terrorist. And yeah, it's like but, if you would have just kept that angle completely out of the situation, then we would have never had a problem with Muhammad Hassan. Him being just a guy that he's like, yo, everybody's against me. Everybody's against me just because I'm Muslim. That alone would have worked. But instead, they try to actually make him a terrorist, and that shit was never going to work. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I, we all knew it wasn't going to work. But if it wasn't for that that one skit that they did before the, the bombings in the subway in London, if they never did that, then maybe there would have been at least a bit of saving grace for Muhammad Hassan. Because, yeah, trust me, he was in line to face Batista at SummerSlam for the world title and win it, beating Randy Orton's record as being the youngest champion in WWE history. And I would have been very surprised if they actually gave him the belt because, let's face it, you kind of needed that uh, that true nuclear heat figure since... Sergeant Slaughter turned his back on America. You know, we kind of needed that. And we, I'm not going to say this as like, this was a good thing that we need this. We needed this as a wake up call to tell people like, hey, we may have lost some people, but we can't be sitting here all sad, gloomy and depressed. We have to move on, you know, get on with our lives and just tell ourselves this is the greatest country that we've ever lived. Apple pie, baseball, pro wrestling is what makes America great. Not Donald Trump. Well, <laughs> with that said, <laughs> don't ever make anybody ever again who's Muslim American a terrorist in wrestling. Don't ever fucking do that. Just don't. Yeah, please don't ever do that again, WWE. Please don't. Like It, it wasn't just the skit. It was the fact that they started turning him into a terrorist. The moment that they started doing that, after that, it was a mess. Don't do it. Just don't. Like, what? The, I don't get what they thought they were going to gain from it or what kind of heat they thought they were. You don't get any good heat from that. And again, I, I will it's admit, close it to home. This, this, this was not even Muhammad Hassan's fault. No, well, it was not Mark Capani's fault for him to, you know, deal with that. It was what the writers told him to do and he was told he had to do with the right with with Vince told him and he went with his job. He did his job. And he took all the heat for it, which again, he had no right to take all that heat because that's a character made on WWE. The guy was never even like actual Muslim. He was an Italian just as a Muslim descent. And even then, they turned him into a Muslim and turned him into some <laughs> racist figure. Thanks, Vince. Yeah, thanks a lot, Vince. 
now it's just like you know Daniel Bryan is going to be an ego terrorist leader he has a new belt he has Eric Rowan we can't wait for Luke Harper to show up because I think that's what's just going to happen the Bludgeon Brothers are done and they're going to have Harper and Rowan be back together just now cleaner than they were before even in the Wyatt family they look the dirtiest fuck and who knows maybe maybe Harper might come back sporting a new look maybe he might be bald and just grow and let his beard grow who knows I think this is going to lead to something with Bray and I hope so that's that's what I'm hoping to because it's just like you took my guys I have the power to control them. And like you control them with with nuts and berries and granola bars and rivers. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I I think maybe I, I want to see what where this uh this angle with Daniel Bryan and Tofu. Eric <laughs> Rowan is gonna lead to. He's controlling it has, them. With it was tofu. interesting. He is controlling them with granola bars and Tofu. berries. Tofu. I bet you they have a cabin in the woods and they just chop wood. Tofu. Vegans and tofu. <laughs> just tofu. Just fucking tofu for days. Like you say vegan to me, I think tofu. <laughs> I can't wait to see. Uh, uh, <sighs> Before we uh, wrap this up, okay. uh, what do you guys want to see uh, throughout 2019, uh, pro wrestling wise? What are you guys expecting for to oh, happen? I was, I say that. <laughs> yeah, no. What I was gonna say is one thing: I'm dying to see, dying, dying, dying to see is my boy Nelson and Martin. If you get the joke, you get the joke. Tevin, do you know? What? Think Simpsons. Think Nelson and Martin. <laughs> okay, Come on, you should know I, I... Wait, what? You remember, Nelson was the bully. <laughs> and Martin was the little kid who, like, you know, he pranced around. Seven, who does that sound like? No, no, seven more. I don't, oh, God, I don't get this. You know these characters, Hazel. Nelson and Martin? Yes, the bully and the guy who prances around him. Think Come about, on now. yeah. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> I'm too high for this shit, bro. Oh, man, oh, all right. Oh, I'll, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you what it is. Please, just tell me. I hate Ben Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm dying to see them. Oh, Owens and Zayn. Okay, yeah, those two have been like teased. I, I don't. I don't even know why they did this shit. Like, ever since they announced that the fans were now going to be the authority, they were posting uh vignettes. Packages of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and then come to find out that they weren't even cleared to even compete, let alone re- fucking return. I don't even know why they even posted those like videos to begin with. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the gimmick. 
I'm I, I'm kind. Of, it, it did get me hyped for the situation, and I'm dying to see those guys. I mean, we were expecting them for the Rumble, and they didn't even show up. But we get yeah, but, of all people, Jeff Jarrett. I heard is that those guys are going to show up after Mania, so expect them after Mania. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that also. I give it so after Mania that they show up. What else? I'm I'm Probably. dying for in uh 2019. Yeah, can't wait to see the unification of both horse women teams. Oof, I can't wait uh, till till they get together on one side, get together on the other side, and then we get the match we wanted: horse women versus horse women. Well. That's if Ronda's even going to be staying long after Mania 35. I heard she might, she might, uh, because the rumor was that she wanted to start her family. But yeah, again, like, that's, that's really the, the main concern. Yeah, I think that's just, I think that's not, I think she's going to stay there for a while. I think she's getting way too much money and doing way too well there for her to just be like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I think she's going to stay there for a while and I think she's going to at least. At least do the uh, four horsewomen uh, gimmick because I'm pretty sure they probably put that shit in her contract. You can't or, leave till we do this gimmick. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, or if not, it's probably just that's probably one of the reasons why she signed in the first place because she knows they all know that people yeah. want to see that match. Yeah. Yeah. Want to see these lasses fight these lasses? Yes. Yeah, I think it's time for us to to give us this match already. Like you guys have been building this up since the very first May Young Classic. You know, why not? Why not give us this match and then Ronda could go off her on her own way and then everyone else could just continue to wrestle, you know? Man is gonna slap the head off our Olias. <laughs> the man's gonna <laughs> slap some heads off. God bless Becky Lynch. <laughs> she better oh, fucking okay. that that match better go last. They're stupid if that match doesn't go last. Yeah, yeah it'd they, be really oh, dumb if they don't make the, if they make this a triple threat. The possibility that this match is going on last, be it a triple threat or one on one, either way, it should go last. I, I see it that way. Also, I need this. We need this match to go last. I think it's gonna yeah. be legit a one-on-one between Becky and uh and Ronda. It seems because that on way. the other side you got Charlotte and Oscar doing gimmicks on this side, so they're gonna they're probably gonna do something with them. And I think it's gonna be Becky and Ronda. It's still and beef they, that should be the main event. It's still beef with Charlotte and Becky though. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, we never know. They they like to pull rabbits out of their ha- hats sometimes, but I bet I don't know. I don't see. It. Like it's it's not a fight for me. Like I'll accept either main event as because all yeah. I needed was Becky in the match, and Becky's in the match, so I'm good with whatever else you got to do. Or as long as like you know, as long as everyone in uh, Phoenix was actually satisfied, because I think we would have had another fucking riot if Becky was not in that Rumble match. Yeah, they they did the right thing. Yeah, finally, WWE did the right thing and, you know, didn't pull a, a, a Royal Rumble 2015 in Philly where we were asking for Daniel Bryan for so long. We got Rey Mysterio at the fucking end. Just a mess. 
The less said about that rumble, the better. I think that was 14, though. But the less said about that one, the better. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I don't ever want to look back at that shit ever again. What I want to see happen in wrestling in 2019 is, you know, I would like to see... I want WWE to... When they go to Fox, I want them to actually, like, you know, take this shit seriously because you're going to an even bigger network than uh, the USA Network that was under NBC. I want to see them improve their product more, like, you know, be creative and everything. They're throwing all this money at you. But really what I want to what I want to see in wrestling in 2019 is. I don't want people complaining about WWE going to Saudi Arabia. It's happening. Let it the fuck go. It's a 10-year deal. Leave it the fuck alone. They're, let them make their dirty not money all they want. The fact of I'm the matter is just like, look, you don't have to watch it. None of us don't have to watch it, but people really need to stop in the comments complaining about how they're going to a country that is at war with us. You know, we've been to countries that have, like, we've been to a bunch of tributes to the troop shows in, like, actual, like, combat air bases. Come no, on, dude. To their government. But it's completely different. If WWE wants to go to Saudi Arabia and exactly. do their shows there, <laughs> who gives a shit? Let them do their shows there. But we're going to be completely against us watching it. But we're not going to sit here and bitch and moan and complain about how WWE is going to Saudi Arabia to do these shows. Why? Because we're probably not going to watch them from, like, at all. We probably won't. And we probably never will. I I completely disagree. I think everyone should complain as much as they want about it. I think they should should voice their their opinion at WWE. I think WWE needs to get the entire fuck out of there, mate. I know, but this is the thing, They're though. Putting the power of money, jeopardy, bro. the power of money, is always going to win. And you know what? Nothing is ever going to top money. Not to me. To me, the power of my safety is always going to win. If I'm put in a predicament where some shit can happen to me, fuck that. No. They deserve I'm risking to be my called, safety for that. They deserve to be called out for such yes. a shitty thing that they're doing. Yes. You, Thank you. Because this company. This year, if they do have Becky and Ronda go last, they're not going to shut the fuck up about it. They're going to talk about how women main event at WrestleMania, how the women's revolution is such a big thing, how all mm-hmm. this, this and that, and how this is such a wonderful company that's so progressive. Meanwhile, you're going to a country where women and gays and all these other people are treated subhuman. Not to mention people who speak out against this regime are murdered. Yeah, they deserve to be called out. I'm not going to begrudge anyone who calls them out on their bullshit. Thank you for calling them out on their bullshit if you do. I'm not saying that they don't have to. They could do that, but it's just like what's done is done. There's really nothing you can do about it. You want to keep complaining, go ahead. But I'm just saying. As who? They can just not go. They can just say fuck this contract. Yeah. The the the, the fucking workers could say they don't want to go. We could say we don't want to watch the shows. 
Okay, we don't want to watch those events. We don't have to. All right. But another thing that I want to see in 2019, I want to see these women get more, more, more airtime. All right. I'm not just saying put everyone in a Mae Young Classic. Give these women at least two pay-per-views of their own. I think one is not enough. I think they need at least two or three. Because I say this right now. What if they what if they don't make Rhonda and Becky the main event for Mania? And fuck I, 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 fuck yeah, well them. that well that yeah, fuck <laughs> Vince for that. But still, I think maybe they should at least give them two or three more pay-per-views for the women only only just because of the whole Saudi shit. It's like, hey, we we these women can't go here. We'll do something over there for the men. And then we'll do something very spectacular here for the women. Because let's face it, I think the women deserve more credibility right now than the men because they put on an amazing, outstanding you know, performance throughout all of 2018. These women put their heart and souls into everything that they did throughout last year. And they're making an even bigger killing this year. Uh, I think they should not give us the Saudi shows and still give us more women's pay-per-views. I still I- want them, like, like I said, <laughs> let WWE do what the fuck they want. They're going to they're gonna make their money either way somehow. But I'm just saying, give women more airtime. Give them more pay-per-views. I'm down with that. I'm down with all of that. You know, but with that, that, the women, give all the women all the airtime. Yes, I'm down with that. You know, if, if anything, I, I wish they would just give the women their own weekly show. Because now that we have women's tag team belts, it's not gonna it's not gonna look right that all these belts are on like Monday and Tuesday, and oh, most I don't of think those belts sh- won't even be used on I don't TV think that much or be used in angles. I don't think they should segregate them. I think they should all be on the same show. I feel like that's that's fine. My be you got a three hour show in Raw. You can feature more women things on Raw. So Raw needs to go back to two hours. I'm really done with this three hour shit. I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm happy that the overrun is over. That I'm really happy for, but yo, we need to go back to two hours. I can't. I fucking yeah. can't, bro. I hate taking three hours of notes. That's Tevin. That's the only thing I ever complain about. I'd be like, fucking shit, these three fucking hours. I'm <laughs> sitting here writing for three fucking hours. I just want to shoot myself. It's three fucking hours. It's it's. I, I give up after three fucking hours. I don't. I, In fact, what's better, three fucking hours or the six fucking hour rumble we had? No, that was yeah, word. That was bro. That whole thing was just eight fucking hours. I ain't got time. We for went that. to work that day. <laughs> ain't got time for that, bro. Like, you know how much I had, shit I did in those hours? Fuck, bro. That shit ended madly. Went and got pizza. We we got hookah equipments. I smoked a little bud. We ate. We did everything in those. Yo, by the end, we were just like, usually we stick around and watch like a, like a botchamania or some shit. Uh, yeah. At the end of the night, everybody just went their own separate ways, bro. Like, as soon as the pay-per-view was over, like, we were just like, yeah. We gotta get the fuck yeah, out of here. Because like, fuck. It was way too long, bro. Way too long. When they're sending mad late, bro. 
I swear, the minute I checked the time, I saw that it said 11.30 and the men's rumble was about to start. I'm like, the fuck? They're not going to do this shit in 30 minutes. And I, I, no bullshit. I swear, when the Jeff Jarrett music started playing, I had a bottle of Jack that was nowhere near finished. And I was just... The minute this fucker pulled up from the dugout in that getup, I dug. I just like drank the whole bottle straight just for Jeff Jarrett because I think it just showed up from out of nowhere thinking he was going to get in the rumble. It, it was... It was something. We'll talk about it in our rumble review. Mm. But yeah... Something. But also, it was like after after the um the the fucking pay per view was over, like right after the uh, the end, the the little signal at the end popped up. I turned everything off. Me and my wife fell asleep because we were. She was already getting tired from like after watching the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, it was very long, very very long. Did you did you say um? Did you say what uh what you wanted for in wrestling twenty nineteen seven? I have not, so I will now. I think the number one thing I want in wrestling in twenty nineteen is for all elite to hit big. Just because like I saw what all in was and it was it took it really did take me back to like WCW and like this is what it is. When another company can be big and like it, it's wrestling on a big stage, but it's not the WWE formula. It's something different. And I'm not saying that to, to shit on WWE at all, because I think it's going to be a good thing for all parties involved and not involved that there's two big wrestling companies because now people will see there are different ways to do things. Like you can do things the way they do it over here in WWE or you can do it the way they do it over in All Elite. And I think that's it. I th- the, the best time, the most fun time I've ever had as a wrestling fan, and part of it is because I was a kid, but it's, it's just that time period of having two big wrestling companies on top that you could watch easily accessible on your TV every week. And they were so different. Eventually they sort of like became similar, but for the longest period of time, they were very different. I think that's the key thing I want in 2019 for the variety in wrestling that like shine through all elite success. I I totally agree with you. I agree. Also. I think, I, I, uh, I I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right about all parties involved being greater after this because of the fact that, think about it, if all elite wrestling can step up their game and do certain things that WWE can't, right? And you have all these sponsors who are not letting WWE do the things that all elite wrestling is doing. And all elite wrestling becomes this like big conglomerate company. Like they're going to be looking at all elite and being like, we got to be able to do some of this and we're going to be, we got to be able to do some of that. And you guys, if you want to make money, look at that over there. And who knows, maybe they might not have to do that, 
But if they do, just imagine how both products would change as a result. Like, that would be incredible. So, hey, man, either way it goes, All Elite Wrestling <sighs> has everything it needs to change the entire face of wrestling. Yeah, and that's just it. Like, I want wrestling to be great. Like, all this shit we talk about WWE from time to time, it's like, I want WWE to be good. I do. When it's when it's good, it's the fucking best. But, you know, if if this is what it takes for it to get back to that point where it's consistently good all across the board, then <laughs> so be it. We're going to make wrestling great again. We're going to make Darren Young great again. And that never fucking happened. I wish. I wish they would have taken that serious because if Bob Backlund, as fucking hilarious as he is, if they would have let him go off the rails and like really, if they really took it serious and let them go all in, they would have went ham. Because Darren Young is a good personality outside of wrestling. And he's a, he's, he can talk very well. And then you got a guy like Bob Backlund, who's just absolutely nuts. That could have been very good. They could have, they could have had fun with that. But they didn't because WWE. But, uh, yeah. Um, anything else? We're closing in on like two hours. Oh, I, I have some uh, some things that I do want to say, but these are kind of different. I have some some top moments because we, we didn't get really to, we didn't really get to talk about like our, our favorite moments that we got to experience while um Throughout 2018, of us being here on the show, so I have a, I have a few moments for for me to mention before we get up out of here. Uh, for 2018, it was like it, it started. It, it didn't start out rocky. It was just like, okay, if I'm gonna be doing this alone forever, then let's see what happens. But then six came along, and then Tab came along, and then shit just, shit just like. It just this got pushed like a rocket going to the moon. Went very quickly. We had the debut of Banter Club, weekly shows that these guys have been doing since then. And it's been like very entertaining, very funny, and very joyful to listen to. I, I listen to the shit at work. Like I don't listen to nothing else. Everything that I've been doing over the years, like for instance, going to uh, all these BCW shows, it's been an honor to actually like interview all the talent there all the new talent that i meet uh it's an honor to meet uh, all these other podcasters i get to hang out with them get to learn more from them in the podcasting world and just the business in general i get advice from wrestlers here or there i interview a few wrestlers sometimes uh the no ring death matches are probably like my all-time favorite moments because those are just like I feel completely at home just just being around like the the bars the the heavy metal music and you know just a a a, cr- a crowd in a small ass fucking room just watching two guys beat the shit out of each other and interviewing Casanova Valentine uh doing an interview with Nick Gage filming some of the no ring death match stuff got to hang out with them um, 
us going to NXT TakeOver was probably our, our biggest moment. We weren't like all together, like completely. We were all in separate seats, but at least we were all at that same venue witnessing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. I could say uh, another big moment was when me and Six met Jack Swagger. And we tried to get an interview with him. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it didn't work, but he was a cool dude to speak to, just like off camera, off audio. Like a chill dude to just like kick back and just like open a can of beer with and just hear stories. Meeting Glacier was awesome. Um I wanted to meet him too. <laughs> us watching all in is probably the Best moment in, in like Rival Mania history because that, that was that just showed that like even All In cared about us more than these guys cared about each other because they made the show just for us. They went back to territorial ways and went uh, strong style. They went modern. They went new generation. They had everything that you could ever ask for in a pay-per-view. Like I said, this was WCW's sold out, except this was actually a better show than what these guys did then. I can say, like, the, like, really the number one favorite moment was when I actually got to meet the Bucks. But really, number one moment of all time is just, you know, just having this show in general and having you guys along for the ride is just, Two years, and we can't wait to give you guys more and more years to come of the Ramble Mania show, Banter Club, and whatever the fuck else we come out with. Yes, indeed. Said. So, happy belated birthday to the Ramble Mania show. Uh, next year, I'll get drunk for you. I had to stay sober because I have Pretty work sure. in the morning. I have no alcohol, to be honest. I have work in the morning. I have By life. next year, we will have perfected the Ramble Mania drinking game. So, we'll yes, the whole situation. We'll pro- next year, uh, we for the third year anniversary, we'll be doing a fucking award show because we now I'm realize right. top tens take forever to write, and it's a lot of it's a lot of things for us to write in top tens. That was probably on my part, stupid idea. So, you award show it is. <laughs> you heard? I'm with it. It's it's more of rewatching shit that like. Blows mine with the top sense. And you have to like go back and rewatch like 95% of the shit you saw this year and try to yeah. really figure out like what really stands out to you. Sure, I like you're right. I'm all right with it though. Like, you know, there's other ways of doing shit and we can do a lot of fun shit. But yeah. Well, yeah we'll we do- have a lot more stuff coming in pretty soon. We will um start the YouTube page sooner than later. Uh, Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? Lucha things. (laughs) God damn it. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) They can pull the Kalisto. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're good on that. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Follow us on Ramble Mania show, IG, Facebook. Twitter, follow me, uh, iZombies, I I Z O M B I I E S Z. 
That's my original IG. I don't give people my Facebook. You want my Facebook? DM me for that shit. I don't know. Follow me on IG at TJ the Great, TJ the GR number eight. Same goes for Twitter. And that's that's pretty much where you can find me. TJ the Greater Naito. <laughs> 4.5 Follow me. Is it okay? I just woke my wife up. Is it safe now? It's safe. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at 6XL. The number 6. The letter X. The letter X. <laughs> the letter L. Follow me on the Twitter at S I I X X six. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I have? I have everything. Snapchat. Just look for six X Warner. Follow me on X. Uh, well, add me on Xbox at S I X X O N E R six Warner. I'm also going to be on Twitch soon. So check. The, oh, if anyone. Know. Wonders why I don't have Twitter throughout everyone in the group. I don't believe in Twitter. <laughs> I really I don't believe in that shit. I think that thing is a is a fucking pawn. I'd rather stick to Instagram because I don't know. Very creative there. Um all the wrestlers are on the Twitter, so that's how I find out a lot of my things. Yeah, I I rather <laughs> I get things from other people. So I rather not go through all that. I mean, who knows? Maybe one day I'll 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 turn a new leaf and and just fucking make a Twitter without you guys even noticing. I'll just try to find you guys and add you on there. <laughs> like, wait, what? It's easier for me that way. Yeah, also uh look for us on everywhere the podcasts are found. We are on Anchor, we yes. are on iTunes, we are on Spotify, we are on SoundCloud. All the places with all the audios of the podcasts. Yes. Uh, do I speak us out over here like I do the gimmick? You know how to do the gimmick. I'm For that, we're it. about to wrap it up here. We will uh, see you guys this Saturday when we do the recap for NXT TakeOver Phoenix and Royal Rumble 2019. Okay, now you guys can do it. Uh for Hazel the Eye Zombie, TJ the Great, it's been me, the Angel of Death 6XL. We've loved you guys here for listening to us. Good fight, good night, and good night. Bang, 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 bang. And good goodies to you all. 